This is JFM Podcast. Beautiful morning to you and thank you for staying with J101.9 FM. It is one minute past the hour of 9 a.m. Today is May 10, 2021. I am your anchor, Zoe Machunga. And on the Monday edition of the program, Let's Talk, we'll be doing a recap of news stories from the weekend till now. Issues to look at this morning, we have recap of news stories. Governor Fire Me and his calling... On to the youths, is urging them to stop migrating abroad. We also have Governor Ayade and the unpaid salaries of magistrates. Governors spend billions on private jets. All of these and more coming your way this morning. And we have an interesting array of guests to shed more light on all of this. We have a public analyst, Mr. Silas Doon. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Good morning. And we also have Friday Bako, a youth activist. Good morning, Plateau State. Thank you very much. And also Mr. Liri Olainka, also a public affairs analyst, will be joining us via phone call in a bit. But then let's get uh, to what is going on concerning uh, what Governor Fayemi said just recently. He's urging the youth and telling them they do not need to migrate to Canada to succeed. Governor Kayode Fayemi of Ekiti says a better Nigeria is possible. He has urged youths not to allow challenges in the country to frustrate them. The politicians urged young Nigerians to also hold those in their words and communities accountable. Well, good thing we have a youth activist right here with us this morning. What is your take on this news? I mean, we hear that droves of Nigerians are trying even to get to India, despite the numbers that we're hearing coming uh, from India concerning COVID-19. What is going on? All right, thank you very much. And I want to start by thanking JFM for creating this platform for us to ventilate on critical issues that are affecting the nation and also to um, sensitize the public about things that are happening around us. I think um, if you look at the the situation that made Governor fire me to make that statement, uh, he made that statement just because um, he is aware of happenings in the country and he has realized that a lot of people are not too comfortable with uh, where Nigeria is right now. Talking about the unemployment, talking about insecurity and, 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 and other factors that have really affected this country. So if you look at it critically, he made the statement telling the youth not to leave this country, to be optimistic in the country and, and I believe I am also someone that is very optimistic. But the fact remains, he made this because uh, he believed that things are not really going right. And he also said, if you're not comfortable with the style of governance, if you're not comfortable 
with activities, with actions. I'm advising you not to leave this country, but in 2023, kick this government out. That was exactly what he said. So if you look at it critically, I believe he is um, feeling for the youth. But basically, in his state, I want to also throw this to his state, to maybe the, the general public that are listening to us this morning. In his state, what is he actually doing to keep the, the youth in the state in terms of youth engagement in governance, in terms of empowering the youth and creating avenues, creating the right environment, the conducive environment for the youth to prosper. What is he doing concerning that? They said charity begins at home. If he's advising the youth not to leave the shores of this country, what is he putting in place to make sure that even the youth in his state are comfortable with the state, they are employed, the insecurity that is bedeviling, even his state is being tackled so that the youth can prosper economically, socially, and even spiritually. Mm. So I, I think this is very critical and it's very important for us to start from his place because I believe what we're facing in this country today really call for uh, urgent and proactive measures to be put in place so that things could be better. Well, Mr. Silas, doing how high is this demand? Uh, we hear that Nigerians are even moving in droves to Ghana, and we've seen the, 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 the new rule that Ghana has put that if you want to come and do business there, you have to have at least, I think, a million dollars. I don't know. This movement, where is it taking us to? I'm moving to India in high numbers, too. I mean, we hear that these people have centers all over uh, the country, and they, they don't just want anybody. They want our professionals. They have test centers for them to test you and know, okay, when you come into our country, this is what you're giving us. Oh, well, uh, thank you so much, uh, Zoe, for having me. I want to first say that uh, migration across the world is not a crime. However, uh, it depends on why you're migrating to what country you feel you're going to. Now, for Governor Coyote Fireman, he's one governor I respect a lot, uh, looking at his pedigree as an engineer, a trained one for that matter, who was not just trained here in Nigeria. He was trained outside of this country. Uh, if the last time I checked, during his first term as governor before he was uh, uh, you know, voted out and now voted uh, back to office, um, he, 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 he did say in one of his campaign, I remember I was still uh, in Lagos at that time, and Ekiti was like my second home. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, I was always in Ekiti at that time. I remember in one of his campaigns, uh, he said he lived uh, in uh, England for 15 years. Look at that. Now, this is someone who's called abroad, yeah? If I want to move to, say, England, uh, to learn, to, to go and acquire knowledge. It's for me to come back and see how I can better, you know, the Nigerian, uh, you know, perhaps the sector I have gone to train uh, on. But um, let's come back. He made that statement on a program I know hosted by Pastor Poju. Uh, of course, the, the maiden edition of that show, I was live uh, in, in that uh, church when uh, Pastor Poju hosted that. It's been, you know, a program that has taken Nigerians to even know more because of the nature or the kind of guests uh, he brings on that show. Um, he made that statement, and you could see he was not really saying we should not migrate. Uh, let me just say uh, this to not make Nigerians feel that, oh, he said don't migrate. Why did he? He's cool abroad. Why shouldn't we migrate as well? But he was just trying to say, listen, 
it is not rosy out there. And I agree with Governor Kayo Defiami totally that, yes, it is not rosy out there. But if you compare the days or the time where he uh, was there and the present Nigerian situation, honestly, you would want to say that uh, Nigerians who are moving abroad are doing that because of their future. Uh, this country seems very bleak. The economy of this country is down. There's insecurity everywhere. We've spoken a lot about that. And it's something that going forward, uh, these leaders uh, should be very careful uh, when they say this. Zoe, I'll tell you what. Canada does not just say uh, if you are coming in. What Canada does is that they go to these nations, Nigeria in particular, to ask for professionals in certain fields to come and fill in the vacancies because there it's a system that works. And they know that in the next 20, 30 years, uh, they're going to have people aging out. And because they do not have the kind of population that will sustain them, uh, in what they feel they give to the world. Don't forget, America has one of their highest investment in Canada. Mm. And if they are moving professionals from across the world to Canada, it is because they are already thinking ahead. In the next 20, 30 years, we're going to have people between the age of 60, 70. Should this set of people continue to work? No. People are moving to Canada because life is good there, no doubt. Zoe, when you pay taxes and see the worth you know, mm. of your taxes being put in. Why wouldn't you move? So that's what happens in Canada. The people are well taxed and they pay the tax because they get to see what their tax uh, is being used for. Unlike here. So I, I think that uh, we should cut uh, Governor Kyle me some slack because um, the statement he made uh, is because of the already charged uh, uh, system that we already have now. Otherwise, uh, he was saying the truth uh, that, look, you don't always have to go abroad. Nigeria is a population of well, over 200 million. Some people are also saying that the governor was insincere for advising youths not to relocate abroad. Some are saying he was being hypocritical. To but there was a caveat a in the statement. When his children are abroad. Mm -hmm. But again, let's look at another issue. How does it happen that when Nigerians leave Nigeria, they seem to excel? Yes, so they excel. what is making the, the youths move in droves? I mean, trying to go to India at this time, uh, Nigerians are jostling uh, for visas despite deadly COVID-19 variant outbreak in India. Uh, many Nigerians are still jostling to get visas to the South Asian country. Well, thank you so much, Mr. Larry Olayinka, for joining, for joining us. Good morning. Good morning to you. You're joining us from Ekiti State, I believe. Yes, I'm yes, next all right. So we're looking at uh, what Governor Fire Me advised uh, the youths and urged them not to uh, move, not to relocate to Canada. And of course, there's a caveat to it. We have other guests in the studio here. We have Mr. Silas Patrick Dung, and we also have Mr. Friday Bako in the studio. Well, uh, good morning. Good morning to to my to my brother there, Friday, and uh, Mr. Silas. Good morning, Thank you, sir. Morning, sir. Um, yeah, I, I I I had that statement from my governor, how they find me saying that you should stop leaving this country. And I asked myself, the first question that should that the governor should be asked is where is his son, Solajimi? Secondly, mm. is is his son in, in in Nigeria as I speak? He's not. So is it there's too much hypocrisy from the from our leaders in this country? We, we, we had a governor in Ekiti, 
took his son from a private school when he was governor the first time and enrolled him in a public school in Ikitiya. And, and the boy finished from the public school. The boy went to a university in Nigeria. He did not he did not send his, his student abroad. The question I have asked is this one that said that you should you stop, stop traveling abroad. Where is his own son? His son is outside, outside this country. What has he done as a governor to even make a state safe for us to stay? In a city today, you cannot live you cannot live wherever you are. Anything anything outside 6 p.m. You cannot live, you cannot travel around 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 the state freely. And he's saying that you should stop you should, should stop leaving the country. What has he done to make you to, to even stay in his own in his own equity state? Hmm. Well, we even hear that there's a Zenith Bank X staff WhatsApp group. Now, that this one really busted my mind because we know that Zenith Bank is one of the top banks in Nigeria. And when you're walking there, it's almost equivalent to walking in NMPC or some of those petrol companies. So for them to be going out and even have a WhatsApp group because there are so many there, well, it leaves a very big question. But then again, there's this other thing that's happening again, the discrimination against foreign certificates and Nigerian certificates. You find out that as a youth, once you go abroad to school and you come back, it's easy for you to get a job quicker than those of us who schooled here in Nigeria. What do you have to say about that, uh, the youth activist, Mr. Friday Baku? All right. I want to see a situation where we have certain level of accreditation for all the courses that you, that are being run in our universities in our in our polytechnics colleges of education and so on so that anywhere you are you can be able to get a job you can be able to contribute positively to the development of any place you find yourself. There shouldn't be any form of discrimination on account of accreditation. You will believe me that um, there are times that NUC release the names of some schools that mm. are not accredited, and some of the courses that if you're reading is equivalent as if um, you're not in any institution. Mm. So I think um, people should pay attention to issues like that and make sure that they go to schools that are accredited and also um, make sure that um, this accreditation is something that should have global acceptance. Global acceptance in the, in, 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 in the form that anywhere you find yourself, the course that you've read, as far as you're an expert in it, it's not that you just pass through the school and maybe just get your, got your grades and you left, but you know actually what took you to the school you learn and also you're ready to apply what you've learned to mm. the society and also you're ready to also impact the society positively so i don't think there should be any form of discrimination whether you school abroad if you want to come to nigeria to to work you should be given the opportunity to contribute your quota to nigeria and also if you're living in nigeria to abroad uh, as as long as uh, your certificate is okay, it's all right, and there is certification to that. 
you should be able to to work anywhere you we find yourself without that any easy. form. Or, yeah, we should any be form in charge of this accreditation if we want it to be global, so that Nigerian certificates are recognized. I mean, we hear even when doctors or nurses have to leave Nigeria, they have to write so another special exam before sure. they are accepted out there. So this takes us to the quality of education. Now, who sh who should be responsible for this? Uh, Zoe, I know Friday was referring to uh, the list. Um, I think that came uh, was it two three years ago mm -hmm. by NC. And you see, uh, but most of the universities that were on that list were from our neighboring African countries, uh, Benin Republic, Ghana, where Nigerians felt, look, because we don't have a system that is certain here in Nigeria, that um, when your child goes to, for instance, University of Jaws, uh, he's not sure if a four-year course is going to run for four years. Mm -hmm. uh, there are people who I know. Uh, got into University of Abuja in 2009, and they graduated in 2017. Hmm. Now, what does that tell you? At some point, the school went a whole year all right, on strike, and when they resumed strike, that was an internal strike. Now, when they resumed from the internal strike, ASU, nationwide, went on strike. So people were taking their kids abroad, yes, abroad in code, because I don't see why I should go to Ben Republic to go to school when I have even better universities here. So if I'm going to Ben Republic, wouldn't no disrespect to Ben Republic, uh, then I could choose any of the private universities here in Nigeria to send my kid to, 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 to get education. But if you want to talk about quality education, uh, I, I tell you what, um, the public schools in the UK are free. Right. If you're sending your child to a private school in the UK, it's because you just feel the luxury you've got enough to do, but they give about the same thing that the public schools give. Most of these Nigerians we're talking about here, and I stand to be corrected, that their kids not, don't go to private universities in the UK. They go to uh, uh, public-owned uh, institutions there. Now, if the government of this country is serious and sincere, it means we should have a very functional system here where all demands that are put on the table by us who are religiously followed so that we can avert some of these long strike actions that we've had to experience in this country. If the likes of uh, Governor Kayo Defiomi, who's cool in the UK, uh, I mean, is back to Nigeria and is a governor of a state, I know the schools that are in a kitty state that are run by the school. They are not properly funded. He knows that. Nigeria is one of the countries in the world where we have not even met close to the standard where it is globally accepted for budget to education. You know that very well in this country that we have a, a recurrent expenditure that is always more than capital in the expenditure. No country develops with such a mindset. You, you, you raise budgets just to pay salaries of politicians, I mean, trying to uh, sponsor their lifestyle. We don't no disrespect to the people, but that's what we see happen around the, the, the country. So Kaya Defamia and, and his likes should begin to think inwards. Uh, Larry Olayenka, whom I, I respect so much, uh, the spokesperson of um, former Governor um, uh, Fayoshe, uh, there was a time I know I was in Ekiti. I got to Ekiti around 6 p.m. from Lagos. Now, I had to travel from Ado Ekiti to Ikole. Now, I went for an event in Ikole, and the day I finished that, the, the next day I finished, to tell you how Ekiti used to be safe, I drove from Ikole Ekiti, as a matter of fact, from Otunja Ekiti down to Adoekiti to sleep because I needed to get to the capital so that my movement to Lagos would be a lot easier for me the next day. Now, that is how safe Ekiti used to be. The same thing cannot be said today. And if someone like Kyle Defame, who schooled abroad and 
saw or learned through the system that works, that he knows he can leave uh, maybe uh, London to go to Manchester uh, via a train and it's safe for him, he should be able to come and translate what he learned there back here. And that's what we talk about. You don't go there just to acquire a certificate because you want to come back home and get the most juicy of jobs in Nigeria. Why should I employ someone and give him priority because he's cool here in Benin Republic uh, compared to someone who's cool in Nigeria that is even a better nation? Let's, of course, not take away the fact that the economy in Ghana, the system there seems to be working as such. We shouldn't just be deceiving ourselves as the uh, giants of Africa. But away from that, we should begin to look inwards, get our system work so that those who come in with this certificate will have the ones at home to contend with. Like you said, People who leave Nigeria, nurses, doctors, who go uh, abroad and are asked to write exams, they don't fail. In fact, they pass those exams with a blink. But give a a, a medical school student here an exam, he will fail. Because the system here is so difficult that the man who is even taking you does not even want you to pass in the first place. Mm. That every professor wants his son to either study medicine or pharmacies. Nobody wants to go to other classes because my dad is a professor and I must go through this field. And that's what's happening in the system. All right, let's look at all the issues again that happened uh, from the weekend till now. Despite dwindling resources, governors spend billions on private jets. And we're seeing that uh, what they're still jostling back and forth with the Jusun and the the past and that is the judiciary uh, union uh, staff and also the parliamentary staff union some state governors are spending billions of naira to hire private jets despite dwindling resources in their states an investigation has revealed findings revealed that only a few governors use commercial flights to travel to abuja and other parts of the country from their states as many of them pay for chartered aircraft some of the trips are official engagements others are for private engagements and it was discovered that many of the states are in dire financial situations and can hardly pay salaries or meet their contractual obligations, especially in the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, Mr. Larry Lyonka, please, what is your take on this? The situation situation is just telling you that nothing is working in Nigeria as as we speak. Even governors are now afraid afraid of being picked by, by kidnappers. So, so they travel by, by helicopters, by private jets, and all that, and all that. It is because they, they, the road, our roads are no longer safe. That is it. And again, the governors too are also following the example of, of the president of the country. As of today, the president who told us in 2014 that, that who criticized the number of presidential plates. Now, what does he do? If, if, if children even travel from Abuja to Bauchi to some other places in private jets, in, pres- in official, official jets of the president. Well, one hour flights, let me give you this information. One hour flights cost between $5,000, that is 2.4 million naira at 485 naira to $1, and $10,000 depending on the size of the aircraft. So if it is a return flight, the governor with numbers of his entourage could pay as much as $20,000 to chartered aircraft. The, the, the issue is this. You are, you are saying that the governor will spend $5,000 to do it. What happens what 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 if the governor is kidnapped? What do you think will happen? Will, will the kidnapper be asking for $5,000? It's a function, it's, it's a sign of, 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 what, of what this country has become. The governors are afraid. That is the truth. Government officials are afraid. I know I, I know of someone, whenever he's coming to a city, he will, he will have to go and hire like 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 six, six mobile policemen armed with guns 
and we have to come to Ekiti in bulletproof vehicles. With between Abuja and Ekiti. In the last two years, I've not done Abuja to Ekiti by road. Even me as even me as a private individual, I have not done Abuja to Ekiti by road. I can't. So it's a function of what this country has become. In the old days, in those days, governors used to travel by road. The roads are bad. They are refused to fix them. The kidnappers, bandits are taking over the roads. They are everywhere. They are refused to do anything concerning the kidnappers. It will get to a level as we are. That even a government in Ekiti who wants to travel from Madrid to Ekole, it will have to travel by, 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 by helicopter. It just, that is the level that we are getting to, and it is very alarming. Hmm. All right, Mr. Silas, what is your take on this news? Yet we're seeing that uh, governors are unable to pay salaries, but they seem able to take care of their comforts. Zoe, I told you that um, we run a country where our recurring expenditure is uh, far more than uh, capital expenditure. And what does that tell you? That we are servicing these politicians, we're servicing these governors who uh, want to live a life they were not living before they got into office. Uh, it, it, it just tells you that when you have the wrong set of leaders in power, that's exactly what you get. You can't give what you don't have. Now, this set of leaders who hire this private jet, there are conditions even attached to it. If a governor is going for a meeting with the president, uh, I don't think he needs more than uh, two or three aides with him, just in case there's an emergency they need to attend to. But what do we see here? We see the governor move almost the entire cabinet. Sometimes they leave their states to Abuja to go and hold uh, executive council meetings uh, leaving the state uh, capital. Uh, you, you would want to agree with uh, Larry Olinker that Yes, if the governor is kidnapped, they are going to be asking for about the budget of the state. So he would rather spend 5000 or $10,000, uh, like you said, depends on the aircraft you're using, uh, to be alive and safe to come back and continue looting. Uh, because I'm not sure he's going there uh, to come back and continue to govern the people that have elected him into office. If you want to have a sincere a government, a system that works. Multiply the number of times the governor will leave such a state to Abuja, uh, like you said, uh, and look at how much does it cost to construct a one-kilometer road in Nigeria? How much does it take to improve the welfare of our security operators in Nigeria? Yes, agreed, governors don't have the right to buy arms to fund the police, but we have seen some governors buy some vehicles, I mean, communication gadgets to help, uh, you know, the federal police that uh, we seem to have that is not working and we're still working very hard to say, uh, look, this is the best way we can run this country and not necessarily giving all the support that we've always we've had to clamor for, uh, you know, to get the state police uh, come in place. Zoe. If you multiply, let's say the Plateau State government is living just to Abuja. Tango will now have flights three times a week from Jos. Of course, that was uh, something a lot of Plateau people uh, kicked against. Uh, but to a large extent, you'll agree with me Can that... Can the average Plateau man afford that? Well, if you have to go on emergency, your family, the same way they will look for money to take you for dialysis, with due respect to those who are sick, mm. would definitely have to look for 30,000 naira to fly you from just to Abuja. So it's very normal. But if you multiply the number of times the governor will have to travel and how much that will cost the state, then you can begin to look at ways that are better 
to say from Abuja to Jos, ideally it shouldn't last more than two hours, 30 minutes. Mm. All right, going by the regular speed you would but want to drive. But the roads are bad. I came in from Abuja yesterday and I can tell you mm. how horrible the roads are. Of course, construction is ongoing, but I tell you, coming down to our state here, I am pretty sure the road construction will stop when it gets to Akwanga. Now, these are some of the challenges we're facing, uh, even as a people. Uh, uh, we just choose the routes where these supposedly uh, leaders uh, follow. If there is no airport, of course, to Akwanga, they have to dualize the road between Abuja and Akwanga, or they use chopper and get to where they want to get to. So these are some of the challenges. I, I just hope that um, Nigerians will understand the need to call out leaders when it is time to do so, and not always praising them. A governor is building a road, you are clapping for him. Why was he elected in the first place? A governor says, oh, I want to have, uh, you know, rural electricity for my people, and they are clapping that he's the best thing that has happened to the local government or the state since bread and, uh, and, and beans. These are the challenges we have. We need to begin to move from this mentality. Let us have critical stakeholders who will push the government to do what that and who are the critical stakeholders they are the electorates they are you and me on the street here i yes you and i am sure we can afford to fly from abuja down to just or just abuja which I is not bad too. which is not bad <laughs> but there are more than tens of thousands of nigerians that cannot afford such luxury so we should make these roads good and secure uh, so that they can also apply and do business and trade across the states where uh, they want to do such business all right another news uh ben ayade and the magistrates still haven't been paid for 24 months jusun uh, urges governments to invoke executive order 10 are we going to see the end of this imbroglio between jusun and the federal government that's only general of the federation accountant general uh, to conduct money standing to the credit of the judiciary. Deputy President of Jusun, Emmanuel Abioye, told the news agency of Nigeria in a telephone interview, we call on the President to invoke his powers under Executive Order 10 by advising the Accountant General of the Federation to deduct at source all funds due to state judiciaries and to pay some directly to the heads of courts and states that have refused to comply with Executive Order 10 as constitutional directives are non-negotiable he said the union had on May 5 vowed that the industrial action embarked upon to demand for financial autonomy for state judiciaries would not be called off until the governors complied with the constitutional provisions. This has been going on. They've been at loggerheads. Mr. Leary. Well, well you see, you see let, let me say this, and I'm sure a lot of people are not going to, are, are not going to be happy hearing this from me. Mm. Nigeria, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, a lot of things we do in this country that are wrong. The president cannot sit in Abuja and sign executive order on how money accrued to state government should be spent. It is wrong. This country is operating a federal system of government. When money comes to say a state, it is not the business of Mr. President to to to, to appropriate that money. It is the business of the House of Assembly, and I believe that. The Dusun should, should, should find a way to, 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 to lobby, to talk to the to speaker of House of Assembly of, of the state to, to incorporate that uh, uh, judicial, uh, judicial autonomy, judicial autonomy, so that money coming to, coming to the judiciary can be taken at first, like license line charge. It cannot work by just a line, like executive order, by signing executive order, by the president. It is not going to work. It will mean, before you can do that, you have to also begin to to look in front of, of amending the constitution concerning allocation of money to the state. You cannot say that because the president has signed one executive order, 
money coming to the say, for instance, should be deducted from some. It is, it is strong, it is illegal, and it is, it is not going to work that, that way. Hmm. All right, let's hear from Nigerians this morning. 90 and four places, 99 and 90 Hello and good morning. Morning, Zero Machunga. Good morning, good morning Emeka. Yeah, it's Emeka. I'm calling you from Thunder. Well, like they said, you, you, you have to uh, practice what you preach. You know, and I believe that most of our leaders, especially our politicians, if you take records of the list of their children, you will get to understand that they don't even make use of what we have here. The public facilities, they don't even make use of it. The public schools, you and I were struggling to have our siblings in. They don't make use of this. So when you find people living the shows of this country, because institutions here are not working. You go to hospital, you you struggle. The other time, one of your colleagues talked about how the brother could not sell self facility because of the, 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 the attitude in the hospital. So you look at every other aspect of the sector, economic, you know. Yeah, the other day I was listening to a video clip and the young guy was like, he has nothing doing here in Italy, but instead of him returning back to Nigeria, where he's not even assured of surviving the following day, you know, it's better he remain in Italy. So that is just security-wise, we're not getting things right. Most of our states, you know, they are, they are almost getting shut down, you know. The activities in the evening are getting, going down. He was just talked about the key state. I don't know if he's aware of, yeah, also in Pla- on Plateau too, when it comes to uh, like activities in the night here, it is nothing to write home. So that is just it on that aspect. On the issue of the issue of insecurity that has really dealt with us, President Bukhi promised this country that he was going to address this issue of insecurity. But listening to the body language, seeing the body language of the president, you find that he's almost giving up. And I can't believe a former general, you know, giving up. You know, it's, it's unfortunate with what is happening in this country. I just pray and I hope that one day we'll do the right thing by ensuring that those who lead us in the lead us in this country are people that really love this country. That's my take. Thank, Thank you. you, Emeka. Zero nine zero five five six in four places, nine nine and zero nine zero nine eight eight four eight eight four eight. You can also connect with us on our feedback handle on facebook.com forward slash JFM Joss, Instagram and Twitter at JFM Joss. Hello and good morning. Hello, good morning. Thank you for joining so, us. This is, yeah, this is Kingston. I'm calling from Holshay. Kingston from Holshay. No, Kingston, P-E-N. Kingston. Yes. All right, I, go I ahead. want to talk about, um, about, about the, what Pioneer said. I, I feel, you know, to a certain degree, everybody is entitled to say certain things. And I feel, let me just give this scenario, that I did something bad before, or oh, I, I, I actually did something, and I realized that it's not good. I have the right to still correct whoever wants to go to do that thing. So if I traveled to America and I've schooled before in America and I discovered that it isn't good me going to school in America and I want to now speak to people and advise them that maybe there is not the best, I think I'm free to say that, to share that and whoever I am, I, I want to. And it's not hypocritical for me to say that. Mm-hmm. And by the way, we're talking about his child or whatever. Now, if he has an adult child, he does not own a control over that child. When we keep saying things like, okay, you have to make your child stay, you can't make your, you can't force an adult child to live where he doesn't want to live because he has a freedom of movement, right? But okay, the only people that as a, as a parent you can have a level of control over is a child who is not yet an adult that I can decide, to be, okay, he has to live here and he would live here. But even if somebody is doing what is wrong, but now not everybody that smokes one 
their child or anybody around them to smoke. If you meet them and you ask them, say, I want to smoke, they condemn it for you. They will tell you it's not good, it's not good. I eat, I wish I can stop it. So it's not every time when someone says something. Now, it depends on the tone that the person is saying, that he's saying, he's saying whatever he's saying from. If the person is saying as, as against just advising, not as if he's giving it as a rule to you, then you should be open, open to listen to somebody. So let's forget that thing that we always say that when somebody does something, so he, should, he doesn't have the right to tell you. No, that's wrong. And then talking about governance, I think one of the things that is, is, is killing Nigeria is the attitude of certain people because they just... They, they, they love the fact that you know, they, you know, this dragonian style, that draconian style. That I, 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 I am in charge. I want to own everything and control anything. I think they, this, this, by now the governor should have start talking about giving the autonomy to the judiciary. I don't know what kind of system we are practicing that you can't. You, 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 you have it in paper. This is the judiciary after three years of government, and yet you. Thank you, you so much for your input this morning. We appreciate your time. Hello and good morning. Good morning, my presenter. Good morning I'm to Tanaki you. I'm Tanaki from Bukulokos, the voice of the masses. Thank you for my calling. My presenter, please, get with me. I will get to you very soon, please. Happy birthday to you. Oh. Uh, our, 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 our guest, good morning to you, please. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Yeah, uh, issue of uh, Nigerian democracy is it's a very laughable uh, issue to discuss about. Very laughable. It's unfortunate, like, we are the kind of uh, state. It's unfortunate that who are not living by example. And that is what I have in this problem. They are just self-centered characters. Do you imagine only a person I respect in this country is someone like Toby. That man was able to live his life. Do you know when he was a governor? He used only for overseas. He's only the governor that traveled from from Anambra State to Abuja on commercial flight. He reduced all parts of governors, even the commissioners. He reduced all the cars given to them and allowed given to them. And you can see the marvelous revenue the man was creating. He created a very good sense of revenue for, for the state. And he was able to left a lot of billions of naira after his tenure. With a lot of projects, my, 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 my brother from South then, I see the, the standard of school in another city when he was there. With a good, this, computer science, with equipment, give it to every, every public school. So it is always when you see people who just make noise when they get there, they will mess up. You can imagine here in our state here. Our governor, every when they they have a meeting, enter chatter flight. Do you know how much chatter flight costs? And this state cannot generate revenue. Do you know how much our revenue is? They are, they are presenting the governor just 16 billion, 16 billion naira in a year. When you need, how much is that in a month? Not up to 2 billion naira in a month. And your cost of your cost of is about two point five billion naira. So to me, in this country, the solution to us, look at security. We're talking about. I thank God that the, the Northwest, that right now they want to establish their own um, their own uh, jet, they want to buy jet and buy a drum for their security, local security, for their security. The best solution for us for this country is not deceiving ourselves. Whether you call it military, you call it whatever you call it, is not solution. We have to decentralize our system. Let every state control resources. Let us go to state. We call it true federalism. That's the solution. Because what is happening in this country, you see them just sit down there, do nothing, and then they move, they'll go across for lemon. Look at MDAs, how much that is missing now. Two trillion naira within from 2015 to now. Under MDAs, two trillion naira is missing. The Canada can't worry. You see MDAs buying, buying uniform for a driver. More than 55 
Thank you so much, Saloki. We appreciate your input this morning. Uh, any comments on the on the on the feedback that we've gotten so far, gentlemen? Yeah, I I think those people that um, contributed made very valid contributions this morning, and and, and most importantly, talking about um, the attitude of some of our leaders. I I, I think my. My co-guest here said something. If you look at um, the way this country is being run, uh, you look at our CAPEX and our OPEX. That's talking about our capital expenditure and our um, operating expenditure. Now, uh, there is no, there is no um, justification for us to have the kind of expenses we see running in our recurrent expenditure. And you look at our capital expenditure, it's nothing to write home about. And if you look at, again, I'm talking about those um, flight of a thing, private jets and things like that. I, I think where we are today, looking at the rate of inflation, looking at the, at, at, at the cost of living, and, and looking at how governance is um, being done in this country, I think is, it, it, it calls for austerity measures. Mm. Where um, we want to see reduction in the cost of governance. We want to see how measures could be put in place so that um, the budget deficit, because whether we like it or not, we're having a deficit in our budget. Where you have a budget that you don't have the resources to fund the budget. And, and at the end of the day, you keep on borrowing, borrowing, every, almost every three months, you hear about one form of borrowing, borrowing or the other from the government of, the, of, of some states and also at the federal level. So I want to take it this way that, take for instance today, if you have a station like this, when I was in the bank, in every branch, you should be able to pay the whole of your staff without input from your head office. You understand? I want to see the same thing being in play in Nigeria today, that every state should be financially stable without waiting for the federal allocation. And how can we achieve that? The last um, caller said something. He wants to see a, a, a situation where states can be able to fund all of their projects. They could be able to raise resources to pay salaries, to carry out capital projects, and also to be self-sufficient financially. But that's not what we're having today in the country, that every month, every state government will have to wait for the federal allocation before they can even pay common salary. Mm. So, Mr. Silas, why do you think states have been unable to, 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 to live up to this responsibility? Is it a lack of uh, creativity, uh, diversification? We hear all of these words every time, especially diversification. I mean, when we look at a state like Plateau, for example, many would ask, you know, why are we even in this state? We have so much uh, we can tap into and yet you know we're still waiting for the federal allocation i saw yesterday we're among the states as well that are in red when it comes to uh zoe um one of the problems we have uh in nigeria before i come down to plateau state is the fact that we are financing the luxury life of our leaders hmm. all right so um when you are dealing with uh, financing luxury life uh, it means that you have forgotten that you have certain capital projects to execute for the people's benefit. Now, having said that, you would also agree with me that um, it is unfortunate that some of the states that we call states today shouldn't even exist in the first instance. A state that cannot, I repeat, a state that cannot 
pay salaries, uh, finance budgets should not exist. It's unfortunate that, um, of course, having been uh, colonized by the British, we decided that we will not go with their system. We were going to borrow the system uh, that is being run in America. Now, when you talk about federalism, you're talking about absolute separations of powers. Now, do we have that? The last time local governments came up with strike protests left, right, and center, they were asking for what? Local government autonomy. If the states today say, all right, local governments, go and help yourself. Whatever comes from the federal location will pass it straight to you. I can assure you that in Plateau State alone, there are more than 10 local governments that cannot stand as local government, even if you give them that federal allocation, because they don't generate nothing. What, tell me, what is the revenue that comes from Mikan? How much money comes into the state coffers from Mikan to even get such a huge amount from the federal? It is a product of what you contribute that you get as allocation. So if Mikan is not bringing up anything to the table, Mikan shouldn't exist as a local government. We can have development areas. I don't kick against that, right? Because you know you're going to be sending funds to actually achieve certain projects. If this is what the people in Mikan needs at the moment, go ahead and execute that. And then you move away from that. And not having to put almost everybody, oh, we want to create a local government administration area. I mean, we're going back to the colonial areas. We already have those systems in place. Let us even try and manage for them. Why should a state like Plateau wait for free allocation? I've said this time without number. Agriculture alone is the biggest business in the world. The problem we have in Nigeria is mono-economic dependency. Now, until we move away from that, we will continue to go hand in cap to Abuja to ask for what is duly ours. A governor somewhere said we were printing money to share to states. And the next thing we heard, the minister said that's not correct. Sorry, a spokesman of the federal government says that is not correct. And the minister of finance came to say, look, uh, there's nothing wrong in that. Of course we print money. The CBN came and also confirmed. So until we see states that can generate revenue, fund their capital projects, pay salaries, then we're nowhere and we'll not get anywhere. The system we should be thinking running is make the center powerless. Reduce the powers of the center. Let states contribute to the center. You will see almost every state governor going on his toe to see how he can raise money to develop and the we'll state. And we'll probably see and, a new crop of leaders and, because and, their and, train and of thoughts you, will be different. Thank you very much. And if you say that, it means you're going to have a lot of people who have no business in government coming to contest for election because you have to think out of the box mm. to be able to raise money to develop your state. Mr. Leary. Well, well, I think it is, it is wrong for us to keep saying that states, states don't generate the enough revenue. The issue, is, the, issue, the, the issue in Nigeria is it is the federal government that does not even generate any revenue. The federal government does not contribute anything to, the, to this country. States, revenue generated from states are taken to Abuja. Then you now share and send back to the state. The situation is such that you, find, you, find, you, you see states with the, the for instance, you have some states in Nigeria today that will say, okay, because of their religious belief, which 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 they are entitled to their right to, you must not drink alcohol, you must not sell alcohol in their state. When you take alcohol to, to those states, those alcohol alcoholic drinks are destroyed. Hmm. But 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 what other parts are taken from alcohol, beer, drinks that are sold in other states? Take it to the federation account and are now share to the state that that where 
where sales of alcoholic drinks are forbidden. There are a lot of things that we need to do. The, 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 the person spoke last said that we must reduce power of the center. We must run Nigeria in a way that Nigeria was run when we, when, when, when we are regional government. We are regional government where outrightly autonomous. Where regional government was the one contributing money, percentage of what is generated from the region to the, to the federation account, to the federal government. Today, we take money from my state, we take to Abuja, and you now send a fraction of the money you, 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 for my state back to me. It is, it is, it, it, it is wrong. And that is why we, we remain the way we are. That is why the state, the state that are not productive will remain the way, the way they are because they always know that money coming from state that are productive will come to them. Hmm. All right. Thank you so much, Mr. Larry. Let's look at another issue here. Sorry to cut you short. The Social Economic Rights and Accountability Project, Saraf, has urged President Mohamed Buhari to direct the Attorney General of the Federation and Minister of Justice, Mr. Malami Abubakar San, and appropriate anti-corruption agencies to investigate ministries, departments, and agencies and members of the National Assembly suspected to be responsible for inserting 39.5 billion naira for apparently uh, 16, 316 duplicated and mysterious projects in the 2021 budget. Mr. Leary. Hello? Did you hear that? Yeah, yeah. I had, I, I had at the point that you said that the people who included projects or Yes, duplicated 316 duplicated projects. The issue is this. We we'll keep, we'll keep going round, 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 and we'll, we'll keep... It's like just going around a circle, achieving nothing. The other time, we, did, we had the issue of budget funding, we had the issue of budget, all this, all this and that. It still it, 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 it comes to the same thing. How can somebody be in government in Abuja and will be the first to come and start holding the PT? It is wrong. How can you be in Abuja and monitor projects that you, you, are, you are located to say Bono, to Meduguri? How can somebody with Abuja, Abuja be the one to talk about projects in, 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 in my state? We should run Nigeria in a way that Project in equity should be the business of the state government. You find out that the federal government will be the one to to to, to, to even fix local or rural or road leading to farm settlement. How do you monitor those projects? How do you now know that those projects exist or not? And that is why you call, we keep having we keep having situation like this where to, where first fake projects will be included in our budget and money will keep going into private pocket because. There's no way you can monitor what is happening in a safe from Abuja. You cannot. It is not possible. Mm. All right, Mr. Silas. This uh, Sarap is saying any such investigation should establish whether public funds have been mismanaged, diverted, or stolen in the guise of implementing implementing the duplicated and mysterious projects. I mean, mysterious. Anyone suspected to be responsible should face prosecution and appropriate uh, law if there is sufficient admissible evidence that any stolen funds uh, should be fully recovered as well. Zoe, it takes us back to what. Uh, it is like becoming a broken record when you talk about 
some of this uh, misappropriation of funds. Uh, budget, we spoke about, I think it was two, two years ago when we spoke about budget pardon. Like um, Olayinka said, this is the same thing. We're not just calling it the way uh, it was called the last time. That's what we're good in Nigeria. We, change, we seem to change uh, names for same crimes or offenses that are committed just to suit some people uh, in power. Zoe. Um, Sarah, um, I, I used to have respect for you know civil society in Nigeria. I have four of them across the world, but the ones in Nigeria, I, I doubt if the respect I have for them is still like I used to, uh, maybe some 10, 20 years ago. And I say this with all sense of responsibility because what we have seen them do lately is just key into some government, uh, you know, that just to service uh, them as well. Because, of course, nothing seems to be going in the country. So if you have a governor who is calling uh, some of these guys we call activists and co to oil their palms uh, in, in the background, uh, they just come here, make the noise. Once they are called, the story ends. Zoe, you cannot have a system, all right, that runs and nobody questions it. Abaka Malami can wake up today by what the law says. Go to EFCC and say, give me this file. Let it be in the office of the Attorney General of Federation. I still insist. I think I made this statement on one of the sister radio stations. I was invited to talk about governance issue. That until we separate the office of Minister for Justice and that of Attorney General, we will never get it right in fighting corruption in Nigeria. Let's be very honest with ourselves. Uh, you cannot have the man who is the chief law officer of the country. The All same right. time, so many being issues the, to in talk the about. Let's, of the same round government. Up, let's round up now, Mr. Friday Baku. What is your call on the youths? I mean, we're looking at 2023. We're looking at insecurity. We're looking at almost, we would say, that the life of the youth being stolen right before our eyes. Yeah, actually, it's very sad um, that we have people that I always see are people with multi-dimensional um, abilities, but at the same time. Those abilities are not being put in use for the benefit of this country. Mm. Um, uh, but then, if you look at the outing in 2019, the youth came out, um, though not reasonable number of them are representing us at the national level, the state level, and all other levels that we have. But I believe um, 2023 should present another opportunity for us to have a, a good number of youths that understand the pains of the youth. We're not saying completely we want to ease out the old people. No, we want to work with them so that we can move this country forward. Because you cannot be talking about the future without involving those people that will go into the future. Mm. In, 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 few year, in few years' time, you understand that those people that are key actors today in the polity will face out, and, 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 and the youth need to be mentored they need to be um, trained on how they can take over and also make this country better. So I want to see um, INEC, most importantly, um, uh, supervising what political parties are doing. And most importantly, you know, there are instances where some political parties have money, uh, as in the money they place for their nomination forms are out of the reach of the youth. Uh, and that's, that issue should be Yes, All right, Mr. Exactly. Silas. Yes. Well, going forward, as I always say, is um, let's come to the table again, even though none exists. Talk about development, how we want to move Nigeria forward. Uh, like you said, get the old and the new. The new are the young generation. Come together. We are handing over this country to you. We need to start 
mentoring you because that's what is lacking in Nigeria today. The, 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 the ones in power today, the elites, the, the, the elders are not actually molding leaders of tomorrow. The word leaders of tomorrow only exists in the four corners of the classroom. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you too. And Mr. Leary, your last words. Well, the, 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 the last word that I would say today is we should, we should begin to look at the way of, 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 getting, of, of getting the leadership question right in Nigeria. We should begin to look at the background of people. For instance, if, if Nigerians were, were, were taught how, how a certain Buhari governed Nigeria in 1984-1985, I'm sure, I'm sure he would not have been elected to, elected to govern Nigeria at this time. And I also want to also want to say that I have been saying that those those who took history history teaching of history out of the curriculum those who stopped teaching of history in our school have done a lot of damage to this country. We should find a way to return to that era where we are taught what this this and this did in the past. This and this person, where they were, they were governor of this state, this and this happened when they were governor. And in this in this case, in the next 20, 30 years, Nigerians of or Nigerians Nigerians of that time will not also run into the kind of make the kind of mistake that we made now by bringing back a man who ran Nigeria. Thank you so much for your thoughts. This is what we have for you in the offing this Monday morning. We appreciate your time, Mr. Leary. With that being said, all we want is a land where peace and justice shall reign. News top of the hour comes up next. And after that, the midday show with Ogidigbo. You have heard the voice of Mr. Silas Patrick Doom, Mr. Leary Olayinka, and also Friday Bako, a youth activist. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening to JFM Podcast.